0: Hey, retro lovers, welcome to the Nostalgia Junkies podcast, where we talk all about pop culture, retro toy collecting, and nostalgia. And now, here are your Nostalgia Junkies. So I'm Alex. And I'm Joe. And this is Nostalgia Junkies. It's been a while since uh, you and I have seen each other. I think it's been since November. Yeah, we, we had uh, September and October, we did really well. Yeah. And... Uh, Life, I guess, happened for both of us. And yeah, things have been busy, busy, very busy. But it's good to have you back on the Salt Junkies for our first episode of 2024. Exactly. I feel bad because I missed the Christmas episode, but I found it funny. We both just came and saw each other, exchanged gifts. Perfect. Reading each other's minds. I know, right? So, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Merry Christmas, and and Happy New year. year. Yeah, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, you know, yeah. Ramadan, and Merry Festivus for the rest of us. Exactly. Yeah. So we are here on Nostalgia Junkies today. We are going to be talking about our hopes and aspirations for 2024, mainly just looking at what's going to be coming out for this next year. And it's a lot. I didn't realize how much it was that you were telling me all these things that are happening, all these cool things that are coming out, production notes. I was like, damn, there's a lot more than I was expecting. There's a lot in regards to movies, toys, video games, but we actually got some... Sad news at the beginning of this year, this uh, last week as we're recording, Fruit Stripe gum is discontinued. Yeah. You told me that when I walked in here and I was not happy about that. I was like, wait, what do you mean discontinued? I'm like, not making it no more, so I got to buy it out. Like, no, nah, bro, you can't find that yeah. anymore. So I, I'm going to ask, I'm still looking to see if I can find some in store, mainly just to add to the nostalgia shelf. Because, yes. I mean, we grew up on Fruit Stripe gum. Delicious. For five seconds. For the first like five to ten seconds. Awesome. Best flavor gum ever. After that, just a jawbreaker. Your jaw would be locked up. Oh yeah. There's no flavor. That gum got ridiculously hard. It was like chewing cement. It it did get really hard at I've noticed that like when I was a kid, you mm-hmm. know, it it had that chewability, had that elasticity, but now it's just like it crumbles. And so it makes me wonder, was it always like that? Or is it just was it this last like recipe? I'm wondering if they actually had like it just didn't sell enough and that's why it's so brittle. That's that's probably what my thought process is, is that it just it lasted on the shelf too long. Yeah. But I will say the zebra stripe tattoos that were on each wrapper were amazing. They were pointless and useless because it's like, you know, a one-inch by two-inch tattoo. Yeah. But it was fun. Like that was such a cool little like pack-in for every single piece of gum, was having a tattoo. Yeah, and it was also pretty cool because it's like you can pull it out, pop the gum. No, your mouth would salivate from the flavors, and then lick it, stick it, yep, and done. Lick it, and now you gotta lick, uh, lick <laughs> it, that too. Yeah, it was great. Also, like I'm a huge fan of all the different like advertising icons and mascots. Yeah, Stripesy from Fruit Stripes gum. I think one of the most iconic mascots. Um, gum. Growing up, I'd say yeah, but other than that, I think we didn't have really much the mascots now I'm thinking about it did we? I mean there was so there was the uh bubble jug like little hub bubble guy yeah and then there was also the duck from double bubble but that's about it. Okay. I feel like that's about our extent of cartoon mascots. we had yeah. the double mint twins and then we had like the Wrigley's Juicy Fruit ads. But they didn't really have a mascot. Yeah. I don't think they really had mascots for a lot of stuff. Like, I think the biggest one when we were kids was like, it wasn't gum, but it was like airheads, like the mm-hmm. airhead, uh, balloon head, airhead, I guess. That probably was like the best one I think we had. Yeah. But other than that, it was, we didn't have a lot of mascots growing up. Like, mascots are a new thing kind of like within these past I, I 20, 25 like- years. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the late '90s, like they got into more food advertising mascots. Yeah. Like, we had the Noid, we had Cheezosaurus Rex. There's the Kool Aid Man, yep, M&M guys. Exactly. I feel like for gum, it was just those three, and that's why it's sad to see Stripesy kind of, you know, go to the graveyard. Yeah, get poached. I wonder if uh, somebody's created a piece of artwork of all the old like food mascots, like hung up on a hunter's wall, like the uh, mounted heads. That'd be cool. Stripesy's joining them. Stripesy's right. joining them. Just him hanging up another picture or another, <laughs> exactly. another piece. Exactly. Up there with annoyed. But yeah. So uh, last time you were on the podcast, I think you and I talked about doing a taste testing. We did. We talked about, I believe, marshmallows. We did talk about marshmallows because December and November, there are a lot of marshmallows and a lot of different flavors. Not all of them are great. And we're going to taste some of them today. I don't know. I opened the bag and some of them were kind of good. I'm not gonna lie. Yo, so I here's the thing. Smell and taste, while being similarly related, are okay. vastly different things. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, I'm gonna give them all the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna hope the smell is amazing and the taste is amazing. There is one I saw in there. I'm like, I don't know, but yeah. You, you didn't seem too happy about a lot some of the flavors, and so I'm worried a little bit. Yeah, I'm I'm a little nervous. Uh which one do you wanna start with? Do You wanna start with one of the Novelty candy ones, or do you want to go with like a seasonal? Let's go with a seasonal one. I would just get the pumpkin spice out of the way. Like, I feel like I I think that's the one you want to get rid of, and that's the one I think I need to get out of the way. I feel like the pumpkin spice marshmallow, like, you can't mess that up, but I also feel like you really can, you can screw it up badly. Like, pumpkin spice marshmallows should be pretty easy, not the best color either. I mean, it's it's what I would expect from a pumpkin spice marshmallow. It, it's brownish tan, and it's in the shape of a very demorphed pumpkin. Oh, that's supposed to be a pumpkin. That would be my guess. Okay, you ready to try this? this. It has some cinnamon flavor to it. I'd say it's more so just a regular marshmallow. It's, it's kind of marshmallow with cinnamon. Yeah, like it, it's very faint. No, like it's I pumpkin spice. It's it's a, it's a yeah. pumpkin spice seasoning. Yep. It, it, it's definitely, it, it falls under the the guise of pumpkin spice. I would say it's more so the shape and the coloring than the flavor. Wasn't hmm. bad. I'd definitely use it in like maybe a latte or hot chocolate. That's what I'm thinking. Putting it over the top, let it melt, and then have a little sip. I think that'd be great. Yeah. I, I It definitely ranks above Peeps. <laughs> definitely ranks above Peeps. Peeps, I... I'm not a big fan. of I don't see the appeal of them. They're kind of black. The only purpose I had for peeps as a kid was putting them in the microwave and watching them blow up. Yeah, it's crazy how how big they can get and how big of a mess they would make. I remember there was one day I I forgot to like watch it. I looked away for a second, and it blew up to the entire interior of the microwave, and it made a huge mess because like that that blue coating sugar Ooh. when it gets on the walls of the microwave. It's no longer just sticky. It starts to like caramelize and burn and smells terrible. Yeah. Marshmallows, peeps, all that stuff. It's, it's weird. I know when I went um, with Susan to visit a family member, there's a thing called peeping, I guess, like where you peep someone. Um, and what it is, it sounds terrible. Trust me. <laughs> I'm Trust sorry. Me. That sounds so bad. It, so we went with her little cousins and basically. Yeah, the more I explain it, the worse it gets. <laughs> the more you talk, the worse it sounds, man. Anyway, you take a bunch of peeps and you put it outside a friend's place. And you kind of can make like, you know, duck trails into the house. Okay. And it's like an Easter thing, I guess, for kids. So it's like the marshmallow equivalent of like flamingoing somebody's yard. Exactly. Got um, you. Got but, you. You know, you get peeps, they're always cheap, they're on sale. You put a bunch of them out there. The problem is, if you get peeped, you have to pick them up because I found out. If you don't pick them up, the ants will just come over. So, like, one person just did not pick them up. Mm. A, all you saw was just, like, these black figures. And like, whoa, like, those decayed quick. No, those weren't decaying. Those were black ants just covered. Just covering. I'm trying to bring them back to the... To the um, so remind me to bring all these marshmallows up out of the basement yeah. today. It was wild. Okay. Not bad. Yeah. What would you rate that out of a 10? Um... I'd say a 7. Like, it did its job. It's nothing... It's not great. It's average. Mm. It's... It's a marshmallow. If somebody, like, offered it to me, I would use it. It's not one I'm going to go out of my way to purchase. Yeah, I'd it's, it's like a 5. Yeah, that's solid. How about we go with the banana-flavored marshmallows next? That's what I'm excited about. I'm, I'm hoping they kind of taste like banana runs. It smells like... um Like Laffy Taffy. What do you like? The smalier of marshmallows? Oh, I'm a fan of banana. I feel like there's not a lot of banana candies, but you're a banana? I'm a banana. I'm a big banana. Okay, let's go for this. Stop grabbing my banana. Mm. I do like how they actually look like mm. bananas too. Like, yeah, it's a good shape. It looks, it looks like a banana. It smells like the circus peanuts though. Mmm. Mm. This is good. This tastes exactly how it smells. Dude, I would snack on these. These mm. are great. I'm about to have another one, then. I'm with you. Yeah. where did you get these? Oh, uh, Frankfurt? Okay. Oh, it's the Frankfurt Candy Company. Oh. They're the ones that do the Sour Patch ones. Hmm. Which we will also be trying. Oh, man. That mm. one's good. Easily, I want to say 9 out of 10. I, I was going to give it 8.5, but I was like, nah, I wanted to act for a second one. Yeah. And I'm eyeing it now. I'm like, yeah, that's a 9. Like, I, I don't know. What would a 10 out of 10 marshmallow be? I don't think you can have a ten out of ten. That's the thing. Like, it's almost like the bar stool school. No, nothing can be a perfect ten. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's my thing. Like, it's, it's it's a solid like nine out of ten. I would def- these would be a snacking marshmallow. These would be dangerous. Oh, this on a cold day after you just shoveled, sitting down. You know, mm-hmm. you're drying off. You had a hot shower. Low lights. You're mm-hmm. watching a long movie. All oh, this. This is all day. I wonder how Rice Krispie treats made of those would be. That or like peanut butter and fluff, like homemade fluff? I would like to see the rice krispie treats made with this, but also small thin slices of banana inside of it. Okay. That I think would be really good. See, I was thinking that, like so rice crispy treats with banana marshmallows, taking just banana runs but crushing them up so it's kind of like remember like we talked about cosmic brownies. Yeah. But a rice crispy treat with mm-hmm. banana runs. A torch a little bit. Little, mm, the, yeah. So this is no longer nostalgia junkies. Yeah, this right? is now our cooking show. Exactly. How to take banana marshmallows and turn it into something busting. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's a nine. Easily a nine. Do you want to go uh, sour patch kids now? Let's just go down the line. Yeah. Let's do it. We had a sprinkles. So I see there's two sour patch. Let's go with the sour patch kids. Sour patch. So I have. We both have a yellow one. That's perfect. Little yellow kid. They literally look like Sour Patch kids. These are great. Let's hope they taste great. I'm I'm a little nervous. They smell like sour patches. Yeah, how's the marshmallow and sour gonna be though? Not bad. Hmm. It's interesting. Hear me out? Okay. This is gonna sound awkward. hmm When you first put it in your mouth, it's a weird, weird experience. But the more you chew, the more the it mixes in your mouth, the better yeah. it gets. But popping that into my mouth at first, weird, weird it, sensation. Yeah, it definitely was a uh, an odd flavor combination. It works. It's yeah. an odd flavor combination. I, I want to try the blue one. I gotta I'm, see how the blue one tries. I'm gonna try it orange. I feel like people don't respect? It. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That that flavor combo does not work. the The yellow one was good. The yellow sour patch kid as a marshmallow is functional. the The blue raspberry is not a uh, a favorite combination. What What would your try rate? the red one? The red one's actually a lot better than it's. It's not as um, a sour smack in the face. Okay. It's a little more mellow. Hmm, like a sour cherry. It's good, but there's only like two of them in here. Mm. The you- um, The aftertaste on that though is weird. It is a little weird. It's like just straight up sour patch, like that tart sugar. Yeah. Like the citric, just straight up citric acid. It's bad. I I find it weird Um. because the yellow one we had was straight sour at first Mm -hmm. and then it mellowed out. This one was mellow, but then it picks up the notes of the citric acid. Yeah, it's just, it's like very artificial. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that. I'm going to give it a four. It's a solid like, I I didn't even say 3.5. It's not good. Yeah, I'm going to give it like kids love would love these I don't know, man, like the yellow one the yellow one was good, if they were all like the yellow one, I could even give it like a six or a seven, but the blue's not great, the red's not great like the honestly, the red the start flavor was okay, it's a very artificial um like ending you know what I would give it I might give it a three, yeah, um, a strong like maybe a 3.5. 3. I feel like it's just a little too it's too much. Acid yeah. on it. Like, here's the other thing. What are you gonna put that in? Nothing. Like it's 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 a snacking marshmallow and it's not even good as a snacking marshmallow. It's something you share with your friends, like, hey, I have this. Yeah, it, it's sort of like a, hey, try this combination. It's not great, but you gotta try it. It's yeah. like Bernie Bot's every flavored jelly beans. Yeah, this is something you would find at like um Christmas tree shop and you would buy it as like a gag gift. A gag gift or a novelty thing for a friend. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's um let's jump off the Sour Patch Kids for a second. Why don't we uh let's let's do the Lucky Charms. I feel like the Lucky Charms are gonna be a good palette cleanser. That one right there, yeah. I will say these actually look like marshmallows. Are they from the Puff Company? And they're all shaped like Lucky Charms marshmallows. I say, are there any rainbows in here? Yeah, there are, but it's very slimy. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the blue moon. Blue moon? Who makes these? I think just the marshmallow company, craft. So craft makes these. It, they honestly, they, they smell like regular marshmallows. I, I have a feeling they're just going to be like regular marshmallows. That's a very inconsistent noticed Yeah, I mean, they feel like they feel like regular marshmallows too. Like the other ones that we've been trying have like that candy coating on top. Yeah. This is just a straight up marshmallow. But Like, look how inconsistent that is, man! Like one big, one small. It's cold outside. Don't judge it for its size. It's cold outside. Mm. It's it's a regular marshmallow. It's a regular marshmallow. Yeah. They're just it, it's cool. Um it doesn't really even taste like Lucky Charms marshmallows. You know Lucky Charms like have yeah. like that almost like grainy sugary to it. Here are. <laughs> what are you, chubby bunny over here? Bro, that's just regular marshmallow. Yeah, let's let's try a green one. Yeah, just straight up marshmallow. They look pretty though. It's what I expected. It's what I expected yeah. it would be. Um, I mean, five. Five out of five. It's a marshmallow. Or not five out of five. Five out of ten. <laughs> I give it a five. Neutral. It's average. It's, it's average. Okay, we have two more left. Do you want to go with the strawberry ones? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to try the... You no, know, let's finish off the sour patch one just because okay. it's sour and acid i mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'll let you grab it. Okay, What's the difference between this is just watermelon? These right? are the Sour Patch watermelon ones. Okay. Which I feel like the Sour Patch watermelon is like that's one of my favorite pieces of candy. I how could you mess that up? Like, it even looks like little wedges of watermelon. Like that's I feel like that's pretty cool. Smells, smells like, like it. Are you yeah. okay, ready? There's, not bad. These actually are a lot better. Yeah, pass me another one of those. Those are pretty good. It didn't start off... This is like the right amount of sugar. It still looks like watermelon inside. Tastes like watermelon. It's pretty good. Like, it honestly, it it really just tastes like a mushier version of a Sour Patch watermelon. Yeah. It's not bad. I like that. And the citric acid isn't overwhelming, doesn't taste artificial. It's very mellow, very calm. Like I, I could snack on those. I'm gonna give those an eight out of ten. I'm gonna give these eight point five. I think they're really, really good, actually. Okay, we have one more marshmallow one more. to try. And yeah, I'm gonna pass that over to you. This these is the strawberry one. right? Yeah, and they like literally look like strawberries. Oh, really? and the schnozberries look like schnozberries. These are cool. I like these. Like Frankfurt Candy Company does a really good job making their marshmallows look. Like the food that they're trying to bake. smells like strawberry shortcake. That's weird. That what's inside of that? The jurors have something like inside of it. Like it felt like almost like it was like filled with something. Um, I'll open it. To, I yeah, it, it felt weird. There is a lot of oil in it from when I'm reading it. Like, oh, it's chocolate. Oh, that's why I was like, there's something else in like, here. Like, that's actually really cool. Mine looks like a little asshole. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. I was try- I was like, I was biting it, and I'm like, "There's a flavor here that isn't strawberry." Or, yeah, it was. It caught me by surprise. I was not expecting that. I probably could have read it. Oh well, it was more fun to experience. Chocolate filled strawberry marshmallow. It, it was. It was good. Um, what would you rate it? Like, it wasn't my favorite one, but it wasn't oh. terrible. Before I knew there was chocolate inside, that shit was like, all oh, right, that, that was that was a one. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't great. Once you made this once we made the discovery, there's chocolate and that's what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I'd say like a four. Okay. I was I was gonna give it like a five or a six. I feel like it's a really good mm-hmm. novelty marshmallow. <clears throat> the smell is amazing. Like the smell's super strong. Yeah. Like it smells like opening up like the old strawberry shortcake yeah. toys. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a strong strawberry flavor to it. The chocolate, it's not a super strong chocolate. I will but, say the chocolate filling was actually really good. It was. It was. It was a good. Once flavor. you know, it's, once you know, that's what you're supposed to be looking for. Yeah, when we didn't know it was supposed to be in there, it made the marshmallow actually taste gross. Yeah, And it, it, the chocolate's not strong enough to taste like chocolate amongst the marshmallow. And maybe I give it a five, five or six. See, I feel like the five is like the neutral zone. Five and six is neutral, mm-hmm. like the, was it the basic marshmallows mm-hmm. and pumpkin spice ones? I think I could sit there and eat those and be mm-hmm. okay with it. This one, I feel like I would get a stomach ache after like four or five of them. So here's here's my mindset. The strawberry marshmallow would be something I would actually give to somebody as a gift. Like not like, a gag gift like, like a Valentine's wanted, Day gift. Exactly. Like that would be like a legit gift for somebody. Yeah. Like not the only gift, obviously. Like you you add on. It's an add-on. But I would give that to somebody. It's it's not bad. It's mm-hmm. not great. Um it has let's, a purpose and it serves that particular purpose. Let's build. If it's not the banana marshmallow, I'm not going to be eating it. Mm, I think it's the watermelon sour patch. You're going to be eating it. I like I like the banana more, man. I like the banana more, but I'm saying like I ran out of banana and I still want some more uh, marshmallows. I'm going after these watermelons. But yeah, it was banana def- one by far. Definitely banana and then and the watermelon. The the rest of them garbage. Okay. So that was a marshmallow taste yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> Surprisingly not. They were all pretty decent, though. They were, there wasn't one that was like, this is god-awful, this is terrible. The Sour Patch ones, I think that just was more disappointing than anything. Yeah. I, I wish the Sour Patch ones were a little better. The Sour yeah. Patch watermelon was really good. The Sour Patch kids, I think just like needed- kids in normal life, they let us down. So how about we get into our meat and potatoes for today's episode? Yes. Yes. After these messages... Hey everyone, if you're enjoying this episode of Nostalgia Junkies, you might want to check out our episode where we revisit our favorite Nickelodeon game shows or even our 90s cartoon theme song showdown. If you're looking for ways to support the podcast, consider leaving a five star review or subscribing to help grow the show. While you're at it, check out our social medias at Nostalgia Junkies Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, as we're always putting up nostalgia related shorts. Now, back to the show. So we're going to be talking about mm-hmm. things that are coming up in 2024. Let's mm-hmm. start with some of the movies. Uh, I have a big list of movies here. I'm just going to cherry pick a couple of the yeah, probably more notable it. titles. So this past weekend that we're recording, Mean Girls just came out. Mm-hmm. Mean Girls, the musical. It's a musical? It's a musical. Oh, I thought it was kind of like a, re- like a like time jump, skip, and just kind of nope. like a... Yeah. Straight up reboot of the original movie. Mm song that's sad which like i'm pretty sure they did a mean girls musical on broadway which i mean i feel like that i understand yeah i don't think it needed to be remade into a movie i think the original mean girls is iconic enough it it didn't need to be remade no but i feel like it's a cult cult classic and i feel like there's a there's a group of people who are dying to see the musical and can't see it on broadway but so okay. I think this is like the way to like, you know, generalize it just like how they did Hamilton. Yeah. And bring it back for the public. Yeah. And for the new generation. I, I hear you on that. I I would have preferred if it was more like actual like uh how they did with Hamilton where they actually had like the, the play production yeah. and then they released it that way. I think that would have probably been a lot better. When I saw they were remaking Mean Girls, was, my immediate reaction was, why? Yeah. And then it seemed like it was gonna be a new telling, like a new age. Keeping the same characters, and I know that they brought back Tina Fey's character and Tim Meadows' character, mm-hmm. playing the same characters, but it's just the same story. So it's Lindsay? still Regina George. It's still, you know, Pink Ladies or whatever you want to call them. It's plastic. The plastics. Thank you. Pink Ladies was grease. But just. It. I don't know. It's. It's one that I'll probably watch when it comes to streaming, but I'm not going out of my way to see it. Yeah, I think if you were like, hey, I'm about to watch it this weekend. <clears throat> that's probably when I'm going to go watch it with we'll like, you. Know, like, throw it on your Discord. Let's like, stream it. Yep. Let's watch it here and then halfway through, we'll switch out. Exactly. So, that's Mean Girls. Uh, coming up next, we actually have Kung Fu Panda 4. Surprisingly, I'm not a big fan of the Kung Fu Panda franchise. You're hurting me. You're hurting me. I just don't find it funny. Like, Jack Black's cool as, like, was it Poe? Poe the Panda, dude. Poe the Panda, which I guess it's cool, but every time I see it, I'm like, I'd rather be watching Shaolin Showdown. Like, Okay, okay. We're comparing apples and oranges here. You're comparing Shaolin Showdown, which Why is Why can't a- fruit be compared? It's it. Okay, okay, okay Dave Bird. A little dicky over here. I, I love that song. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, I feel like the through line for the story of Kung Fu Panda was really good. Like the, the actual aspect of like the original movie of him becoming the Dragon Warrior, mm-hmm. and the secret was in him all along. Yeah. And he learns that from his father, because there was no secret ingredient to the, yeah. su- to the soup. I loved that. As a kid, it was great. I've loved all of the installments from Kung Fu Panda. I felt they've been a good logical progression in the story. I'm excited for Kung Fu Panda 4. I I think it's great comedy by the way. First so everyone was like, no, how could you hate Kung Fu Panda? Like why would you hate it?" Mm-hmm. I just don't enjoy the characters too much. I do I will say this, if I walk into a room and Kung Fu Panda is coming on, mm-hmm. I will stop, I will look, and usually within like 2 minutes something funny will happen. I'm like, "Haha, that was actually kind of funny and clever." Mm-hmm. Then I'm out. But I think I just haven't sat down, watched the movies invested the, the time. But also I just don't think it's one of those movies I want to invest the time in. I understand that. I get that. It's it's no cinematic masterpiece. It's a good story. It's not one that you're gonna go back and rewatch over and over and over again. I think it's a great franchise though. Like I really think the characters they have are really cool for the market they're yep, pushing out to. Um the animation, so we're not their target audience. No, no. The animation I will say is really good. Like the, the colors that they're using over there is just really good. It's a darker, like shadowy type mm-hmm. um animation style. So I think it's for what it is, it's good. Just not my cup of tea. I agree with I I hear you on that. Um I'll probably see it in theaters if if the time is right. Otherwise, I mean I'm I'm a cheap asshole. I will wait for it to come to streaming. It's Tuesday. we go on Tuesday. we go on Tuesdays. No, dude, I missed the old uh, the movie pass that we used to have. Yeah. Where We got like one free movie a week or a month, whatever it was. They still have it. It's just a little more. I don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I am I just said I'm a cheap asshole. I'm not going to be doing that. <laughs> I just saw one yesterday. I loved it. Okay. The beekeeper. Yeah. Yeah. I've also seen no trailers for Kung Fu Panda 4 mm-hmm. yet. So, I don't know. I, I got to determine if I'm going to see it. I also haven't been to a movie theater since I had like COVID. I don't I remember a year. The, year and a half ago. I no, I, I saw the Marvels in theater. I went by myself and saw that. I also saw it on a Tuesday. Uh, so next movie, Roadhouse. They are rebooting Roadhouse. Mm-hmm. I've never seen the original. I haven't. I've seen pieces. My only exposure to Roadhouse was Family, family guy. guy. Roadhouse, yeah. Eh. I think there was. There's not a need to, but it's also. When we look at these movies, we have to realize, you know, it's been like, what, 40 years since this movie mm-hmm. was last made. So, maybe it's just like, hey, it's time to reboot it for a newer generation. So, I'm starting to understand, like, A, I'm not young anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm old, 30 years old. It's not for me. These reboots aren't for me. And it's just something the level. like, look, like Roadhouse was an 80s movie, I believe. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, when I feel about like '80s movies, I feel like '80s movies just came out like ten, fifteen years ago. Yeah. But like you said, it's been forty years yeah. since the '80s. I'm interested to see what new technology they use in some of these movies. Also, some of the content that they covered back in the '80s that was socially acceptable—it's mm-hmm. it, not. It's yeah. it's not politically correct. It's not socially acceptable to talk about that stuff. It's yeah. not like the way that they're treating each other. Yeah. I'm interested to see: Are they going to stay true to the original movie, or are they going to Genderfied. update it to be more of a Genderfied. Yeah, and, and like yeah. time, time friendly, more politically correct and uh, yeah. acceptable. I think it's going to be the latter. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. I'll I'll wait for it to come home to streaming, and then I'll probably watch the first one and then the second one back to back. <laughs> I'm trying to think in my head. I'm like, how do you mix it up? Like, wasn't Roadhouse like a biker bar, and this girl gets wrapped up in there and Falls in love with the bad boy. And, yep. Mm, know, everything. And then he's just... Like, Roadhouse. Maybe I'm mixing up that and Dirty Dancing, but... I feel yeah. like they had similar premises, but again, I'd, I'll i be honest, I've never seen either movie. Nor have I. So, why don't we just move on to yeah, our, yeah, our next movie on. so we don't sound like idiots. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to end up with me and you going on a date and watching these things. Watch. <laughs> it's going to end up with the people in our comics these assholes have never seen Dirty Dancing yeah, right. or Roadhouse and call <laughs> themselves nostalgia junkies. Yeah, right. <laughs> We were born in the 90s, y'all. Give us a break. Next thing, they're going to think that there was a ghost. The Patrick Swayze movie. It was good. Okay. Iconic scene. So coming out in May, we have the new Garfield movie. That's that's promising. I, I feel like Garfield <laughs> is one of the characters that every so many years needs a reboot for the yeah. next generation. Otherwise, it gets stale. Yeah. I think the reboot we had in, what's it, the early, late, no, no, late, 2000s or early mid 2000s, the Tale of Two Kitties, yeah, that Has sequel for that, yeah, yeah. those were good. I like that they a lot good, and they were like they were that. for like us and maybe like our younger siblings. They were pretty good. Yep. Um, I know the generation right before us, they had the animated classics. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's Garfield is one of those characters that I think every so many years it just needs to come back and get revitalized. Like he's also in the newspaper. Like like it's it's for everyone at this point. Mm-hmm. Like I don't is there anyone who's really out there going like oh, that's not my Garfield? No. Yeah. It's just, so I'll I'll watch Garfield. Again, I'm gonna wait till it comes home to streaming. It's not a movie that I need to see in theaters. It's yeah. not one that I think is gonna have special effects that's like, oh my gosh, this needs to be experienced in IMAX 2D or 3D yeah. or whatever. Um, Agreed. In June, though, Bad Boys 4. I have not seen the third one still. I haven't. It's been a while since I saw the originals. I love the second one. The first one was slow, but it picked up towards the end. Um, I just can't look at Will Smith the same, so I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I'm wondering how... Is it going to start, you know, Martin Lawrence and Jada Pickett Smith featuring, like, Will Smith? Like, what's, <laughs> go- what's going on? <laughs> like, I'm wondering how all the controversy surrounding Will Smith is, like, actually going to affect the movie. Or is it? has it been long enough since... You know, Jada Pinkett Smith and the slap—that it's not gonna really be that effect effective anymore. You know, there's more, right? Oh, tell me. You dropped the book. Oh, that's right. a tell-all. I forgot about that. Yeah, talking about how, like, you know, her and Will got divorced in, like 2016, I think it was. They've been lying to people for like the past like six, seven years, saying like, "Oh, we're still together." Damn. Yeah. I I was not aware of that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I guess it'll have to be I'll have to wait for the trailers. I still need to see Bad Boys 3 as well. Like it just yeah. it it came out at a time where like I just wasn't watching a lot of movies. Yeah. July, though. July has Twister coming out. I remember watching the original one as a kid. And it's like, okay, cool. There's a hurricane. Tornado. 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 There's a twisty thing happening. Yeah. That we and, should be avoiding. So like I'm wondering. What more to the story is there? I my guess it has to be a reboot. They're just gonna be retelling the same or similar be. story. The special effects have to be a lot better though. Like, I don't know what the, like what is this? Like what it, it can't be a sequel. What are you gonna say? No, you know, the, the, major, her, the major tornado had a baby that was just <laughs> this small and now it's grown. It's just like, yo, it's a it's a tornado. Just go underground, chill out. Like, well, well that's it, how the Wizard of Oz started facts like I don't like what's just a what's a classic movie I watched it never really understood it, but it was a good movie. It really just seems like a money grab yeah it, it's it, it's what it is like hey, we have this it's sitting in the storage. let's just redo it. I' that they better make this tornado seem like the craziest tornado I've ever seen that It's that's on fire me. and has sharks and has a gun this tornado has a gun, like a gun just rolling around and like in the middle of it, it's just pop shot and just pop. Okay. <laughs> After twister, this is what I'm actually excited about. I, I plan to go see it in theaters because it's a sequel and it's continuing the story. Beetlejuice two. You don't look excited about it. I recently started talking about Beetlejuice. The fir- uh, first one. Mm-hmm. And it, it's all right. I, I, I enjoyed it as a kid. It was dark. I need to watch the first one again, I think, but I don't, actually, don't even explain what happened in it, because I don't even remember.
1: I remember you, are you saying are you excited? three it? times. Yeah, Beetlejuice, like,
0: Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Yeah, and then you pop up. He pops up, and they're in a house. Antics and then, would ensue. Like, and then I think I remember the cartoon more than I actually remember the movie. Yeah. But it's Michael Keaton. I love Michael Keaton. Yeah. He's a phenomenal actor, and with him reprising the same character. Oh, he's coming back. Dude. Yeah. And so I'm like. It, That'll cool. That'll be cool. That'll be cool. Same stuff. That'll be cool. So I I'm like interested. You, like, probably. is it? So is will the sequel be picking up in modern day, or will it be a continuation? Maybe like a little bit of a time jump from where it left off. That's what I'm excited to see what's going to happen. If it's a time jump to modern day, I think you're going to have a really good quality Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. like interacting with that technology and that uh, new ideas. I think that'll be fun. And like the original kids' kids. That'll be fun. Or just the original kids as adults trying to make it work. For kids? Yeah, they're the kids that were in the original movie. I thought they were adults. Were they adul- I don't remember. It's been a long time. No, was, I'm, I'm, I yeah. thought it was a bunch of adults and there was like one kid. Yeah. Was it the little girl? The little girl. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see it. Like I, I really like Michael Keaton. I liked the Beetlejuice cartoon. Like that yeah. was that was most of my expo- exposure was the cartoon because it was on yeah. like WB Kids and Fox Kids and Cartoon Network and Boomerang and all that crap. Yeah, the movie was really good because it was kind of like creepy and it definitely made sense. You know, Michael Keaton and you know, him and his style at the time. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, it was like almost like live action comedy horror. Yeah, which. I don't, I'm excited for that one. I, I feel like the latter half of the movies, they they almost seem better because, like, even after that, we have Transformers One coming out. Uh, yep, that's are, the title. Transformers they, One. Are they rebooting it? I'm not sure. I I was gonna do some research before the podcast, but I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna try and see it in theaters mainly because I mean I love Transformers. It's a huge part of my childhood. Growing up on the '80s cartoons and mm-hmm. then Beast Wars, even though as a kid I hated Beast Wars Yeah. mainly because of that uncanny valley esque animation. Mm-hmm. The way that they left off the last movie, it was a really good cliffhanger. I haven't seen the past I, couple ones. But I won't. I won't say what happened. I do have to watch it though. Um, it was a. I'll just say it was a really good cliffhanger for like a Hasbro multiverse or Hasbro combined universe. Yeah, I'm really intrigued to see what happens. The movie itself wasn't that great. I mean, they had Rhinox and Cheetor and gave them all of two lines combined. Mm. Like I think Rhinox's only line was him yelling. Which is sad because like Rhinox in the cartoon was like the engineer and the smart character. Yeah. And they didn't use any of that. He was the brain and the tech guy. Yeah. And then they they completely just like discarded him. Mm. It wasn't a great movie. Like the last one was not great. I heard it was a lot of action and I saw. The special oh. effects were good. I saw the hype scene, you know, where this character returns and has his, you know, badass moment. I saw that mm-hmm. part. I will say, I I was not excited for Pete Davidson as Mirage. I really like what they did with him as Mirage. Like it was almost uh, like a very '90s like comedy. Wait, wait, like Pete Davidson is playing a tran or a Decepticon Transformer. Is he an Autobot or a Decepticon? Autobot. I know. I. I, feel I, like I, it, I I think I'd rather see Pete Davidson just play Pete, Pete Davidson. Yeah. It's, Pete Davidson was in a lot of movies last, like the last few yeah. years. I will say him as Mirage fit really well because it was like Pete Davidson. It was literally just Pete Davidson as a role. <laughs> um, I, I don't think he would make a good Decepticon. Mainly just because like that Pete Davidson comedy. None of the Decepticons really have a sense of humor like that. Yeah. Unless he was playing like uh Rumble and Frenzy, like Soundwaves, little mm-hmm. cassettes. But he definitely did a really good job as Mirage. There's a scene where he's like vibing with the main character, and he's just straight up referencing a bunch of late 80s and early 90s movies, all like just back to back to back. It was hands down one of my favorite scenes from the movies. Mm-hmm. So I'll i I'll see Transformers One mainly to see. What what more could they do that would make the story worse? Like we've already seen some really bad Transformers movies. Like they royally screwed up the Dinobots, the models that Michael Bay had. I hated them. Like that super overdone like Alien Tech. Hated it. The ones that they've been doing in the new ones where they're more true to the original designs. I love seeing their like actual designs on the big screen. So I'll watch it. I'll probably go see it in theaters mainly just because I want to experience it because the special effects are going to be good. Ooh, explosions, you know. And then the last movie that I have coming out actually is December. It's Lord of the Rings, The War of Roharrim. I am not a Lord of the Rings fan. I have no idea what this is. Nope. Um, I did not care for the original three. Yes. I did like the Hobbit series, which I feel like everyone is the other way around. Like the original Lord yes. of the Rings were the good ones, and the Hobbit was terrible. I like Martin Freeman. I thought he did a really good job. I like dragons. The dragon was cool. Um, I'm not a big Lord of the Rings fan. I feel like there's something missing. I like, I understand. I like, I like Dungeons and Dragons. Like not the movie. The movie was alright. Um, but I like that nerd stuff about Dungeons Dragons, mm-hmm. magic, working together, and things like that. You know, Hogwarts and Harry Potter is pretty cool and things like that. I don't get Lord of the Rings. I don't get it. Like I don't yeah. like people like. Like it's better than Star Wars. I'm like, where? When? Wow. <laughs> well, after the last three movies, I could see how they could say that. But um, I heard like the Hobbit story is really good. I I like the Hobbit movies. The Hobbit movies, I felt the, the storytelling was good. The other thing is I also didn't read the books, yeah. so I feel like I'm going to solely based off the movies. If I read the books, I'm wondering how it actually differed. and Maybe my opinion would be different. I'll be honest. I'm not a Star Wars fan either, but I think that the Lord of the Rings movies are worse than Star Wars, but I know Jocelyn loves them. So if Jocelyn wants to go see it, I'd be willing to go, you know, take a two-hour nap in the movie theater. Yeah. I don't know. I honestly, on this list of movies, the only one I'm really excited for are Kung Fu Panda, Beetlejuice, and Transformers. Like, that's it. But what I heard, this is supposed to be a year where it's kind of like a lull, like where... Not much has happened, and then twenty twenty five a bunch of Marvel movies are dropping, and mm-hmm. um and then you had like Jonathan Majors, who's now no longer King of the Conqueror, so yeah, all that is getting thrown in the picture, so it's just I don't know well, I think like even before the Jonathan Majors verdict, Marvel even said like hey we're going we're taking a step back, we yeah. want to make sure the quality's better, like I think they realized that their quality control was more focused on quantity than quality, yeah, and they realized that people don't care what they're putting out. Or the people actually care what they're putting out, not just how much they're putting out. Yeah. I don't know. Let's let's go on to toys though. Yeah, let's do it. Let's come So, up? I mean, as you know, I'm a I'm a big gargoyles fan. I mean, I'm wearing my Gargoyles hat right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have collected almost every one of the NECA gargoyle figures. Mm. Uh all the, the human characters I don't really care that much about because I mean they're kind of what well, they're kind of mid. But The only one that has not come out yet is Lexington, which is like the little gargoyle from the series. Yeah. And I'm excited because he was supposed to come out in December, but he's been pushed off to January just because I guess shipping wasn't going right. Yep. So he should be coming out and that technically should end the main line for gargoyles. For uh, toy-wise? Toy-wise, I mean collectible figure toys, whatever you want to call them. Oh, he doesn't have a figure at all. I mean, he has, he has like the Q-Fig statue. Yeah. But like the actual, like the NECA, like yeah. figures, he doesn't have one at all. So he's oh. finally coming out. And like, when you walk down into the basement, yeah. I have all the gargoyles hanging. It's so, like they're flying into the basement. Yeah. So I'm excited to finally like attach him attach up there. Him and then I have firm. um the Steel Clan, which is the robot that Xanatos made and Xanatos in the armor that I'm still waiting to hang up. Because I figured if I'm going to put the ladder there, I may as well have everything good to go. Yeah. But I'm also I'm interested to see if they're going to continue that line. Like, because there, there are a bunch of other clans of like different gargoyles. Like, yeah. this is just the Manhattan clan. We have clans all around the world. They were like fused characters who got exposed to gargoyle DNA that had uh, gene splicing. This is all new to me. Dude, <laughs> like, gargoyles' lore goes deep. I, I can tell. So I'm interested to see like what they do, but I'm also just excited to finish that line finally. I've been collecting them for like two years now. Yeah, I do remember you're collecting them and stuff like that, and the know, wings on them are just so freaking big. They're pretty cool, though. I will say, yeah, like like once you have them, they're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm, I'm glad you're gonna finally complete that collection for the Manhattan ones. Yeah, but then I do have to say, there's a new toy line coming out this year that I am super ecstatic for. Okay. Um, So I'm going to be pulling some late from like 80s toy knowledge out here. Have you ever heard of Food Fighters? It sounds familiar. You've probably seen them around. I thought you were seeing the Food Fighters. No, 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 the Food Fighters. So they look like this. I've seen those. This new toy line pulls a lot of inspiration from Food Fighters, Masters Mm -hmm. of the Universe, G.I. Joe, and kind of just combines them all into one. And it's called Nine to Five Warriors. So that's the lineup of nine to five warriors. Four of them are currently being released. We have Sergeant Scotch, which is like a roll of scotch tape. We have the donut, uh, Colonel Custard, I believe. Commander Crisp. (laughs) Dude. So basically, it's picture you're in the the office and you have all of this stuff on your desk versus all the food that's in the break room. And that's like where the whole premise of this toy line comes from. Lieutenant Led is pretty dope. Dude, I am so excited for them to come out cuz the the tape the donut the chips and the eraser are coming out and I've already pre-ordered them and I got I got to be honest the dude from 9 to 5 is also a really chill guy. I've been going back and forth with him on Instagram and that's pretty really cool. He's been working on this for like 4 to 5 years just getting the toy line up and running. But this has been his dream since he was a kid. Like he's been doodling these characters since childhood. That's pretty cool. It's like a childhood dream being like, you know, coming to life and actually put in production. That that's pretty cool. He also like they did a commercial for the toy line. It was just like an eighties or nineties commercial, like back in the day. Okay. And Brandon sent it to me. And I was like, dude, this is the coolest thing I've seen in like probably toy wise, like in a decade. Like I honestly, I think it's gonna be the next big toy line. I think it's gonna be this generation's. Oh, maybe I'm overstepping here. I, I honestly, I think it has the capability to be this next generation's, Food Fighters or Ninja Turtles. Mm. Like, I know probably saying Ninja Turtles is a little advantageous. That, that, that's, that's, a, that's a big comparison. But I think the way that late '80s and '90s kids like attached onto Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I think there's the potential for this year for it to be like that, because they're based off of, like office things, right? Yep, I can I can see it having that appeal, kind of like where people have it on their desk, and like you know that's his number two, or this is uh, you know button bounce, e or whatever. Like, it's a rubber band ball. Yeah, like all of the figures are based off of things that you'd find in an office. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool though. Maybe it'll be a bigger hit with adult collectors. But the playability looks really cool. I love that Colonel Custard shield is an old discarded like coffee lid. Yeah, like the creativity that went into this whole toy line—it's it, next level. Like you know, I feel like you don't see that with toys anymore. It's very straightforward. But like you know, I'm just looking around this room and I'm thinking like the Mad Balls and Blurt Balls that just like they had all this creativity and gross factor around them. Even like the accessories that Ninja Turtles had. Mm-hmm. I see this evident in this toy line, and it it makes my little kid heart happy, like my inner child i think I think at the end of the day, it's a cool art collaboration in my eyes mm-hmm. um you know this has been going on for what was it twenty thirty years it's been you know being workshopped, and now it's finally in production. I think that's. The story that i'm like i I, I really like that aspect, mm-hmm. and the figures you showed me they were really detailed, like really well detailed, and I think it's starting to become more apparent that figures are starting to make that comeback now, you know you got places in the mall opening up or just figurines stuff like that, and you know, i I finally bought my first like you know actually like anime figure, and I was like, okay, it just snaps together and like, you're kind of done mm-hmm. um and I'm like this is kind of that wasn't it's not like a legal set, it was uneventful. But it's more so like you're getting a piece of art and now you have a piece of art to display. Um, I think displaying them in an office setting would be kind of cool though. You know, I'm i I'm I'm still deciding whether or not I want to keep them on card or open them up. Because I'm thinking like I would love to open them up and do like little displays on the desk. Like little scenes, kind of. Exactly. That'd be maybe you get let's see what's it. Two copies well, of each character. Two copies of each character. I've been thinking about it. Also, like when he went to Creator Con in California, yeah. he had this mobile backpack that looked like the inside of a mini fridge, and yeah. they were like fighting inside the mini fridge. I'm already planning on building a similar like diorama. That's pretty cool inside of one of the Kalux units. That's really cool. Which I, I'm not a like. I like setting up our my figures. I'm not a huge diorama person. Yeah. But after seeing that set up, I'm like, I need this. This yeah. is what it's going to have to look like. But that, that's it for toys. Like Other than that, I feel like it's going to be more of what we've been seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Masters of the Universe is coming out with their next iteration of their show. So we'll get some Masters of the Universe figures. I'll be honest. I really think Mattel, they, they did too much. They did Ooh. too much with the Masters of the Universe uh, a couple years ago where they came out with Master the Universe Revelation yep. and the CGI cartoon. Mm. And I think they oversaturated the market because they had three toy lines going on simultaneously. They had their Origins line, they had the Revelation Masterverse line, and they had the CGI cartoon line. That's true, but I think I don't think they meant for it to see. I think they were kind of trying to like flood the market as much as they could with different products and stuff like that. Because a couple years ago, like no one was talking about Master Universe, but then you have all these different products and all these different things, and now, like now, you hear it a little more often. Not mm-hmm. as often as they want, of course. Like when you go to a toy show, you'll see something on the shelf. I agree. I just I think the problem was they did too much. That was too diversified. Yeah, they did three toy lines, and you're coming out with like four to eight figures for each toy line at the same time. But it felt oversaturated. Yeah, it's not like they released. 24 figures across three lines over the course of the year, it was all at the same time. And so it took up a huge chunk of retail space. And if you're going to the store and you want a He-Man figure, are you buying a He-Man figure from each of the toy lines? Or if you're a kid, you just want a He-Man figure? Just want one. Exactly. And that's where I felt like they did way too much. And then we watched a lot of the toys that were like supposed to be like coveted releases. There were only a few produced. They were supposed to be hard to get. And they sat on clearance shelves and they couldn't even move on clearance shelves. And it's it's sad. And that's where I, I see the new figures coming out and they're really out there designs. Like they have like cyborg Skeletor, which Ooh. I think is going to be really cool in the cartoon. Like I'm not a He-Man purist. I I don't need that figure. It's not, again, I'm probably not the target audience for the toys. Although with the fact that it's Kevin Smith like darker cartoon, I feel like I am the target audience for that. Like you're targeting me with the cartoon. Wouldn't I therefore also be the target audience for the collectible figures? Um I think yes and no. I think diehard female collectors are seeing this as like, oh man, this is I never had this as like when I was younger, but now I have so much stuff I I can swipe that card, I can put these figures away and I can start my own little He Man universe and mm-hmm. almost similar to what you have. Um, I think trying to make up for all that time they didn't have anything. You know, for mm-hmm. if you're a He Man collector and you're or a fan and you go hard with He Man, mm-hmm. like that's this is for you. That's for you. Okay. Um Yeah. I, I think I think it's more for the kids too. Like so if you like let's say you had a kid or whatever mm-hmm. and you're watching He Man together. Maybe that's when you're going to the store and you're like, hey, you know, do you want a He-Man figure or whatever? And he's like, I want this, but now I need someone else to play with. And, all right, perfect, perfect. Oh, now I see one on clearance. and Let me grab one on clearance. And I already going from one to three right there. But true, true. When the Masterverse car- the cartoon and toys came out, yeah, I'm a part of several He-Man like like Motu collector groups on Facebook. Mm-hmm. They are some of the biggest pansies I've ever met. And if you are if you're a MoTu collector that's listening to this, I, I'm sorry, um, I did not grow no, up on not. the '80s cartoon. No, it's not. <laughs> I, I didn't really get exposure to MoTu till I was high school and college. I understand that it's not your childhood MoTu. I get yeah. that. But like you were just saying, it's for like the next generation. It's yeah. continuing the story. It's trying to appeal to today's audience, dude. Whenever these toys came out, like they came out with a really cool looking Skeletor, mm. and was like, "Oh, that's that." The proportions are wrong and this and that. And people are like putting up essays on Facebook and like diatribes about how they're going to boycott Kevin Smith thing. And like, it, like can we just enjoy it for what it is? Like, obviously, again, I'm not going to probably collect this new revelation line or revolution line. But it was a really cool cartoon. They're cool designs. They're just not for me. But I'm going to let the people who do like it, enjoy it. I saw you looking at my street sharks. So... I guess that's my next... So, they're passionate. <laughs> I find it funny. You're like, you know, they're passionate They're writing essays and stuff like that. But if I said street sharks, is sh- sharks in Street Fighter costumes, you would be on a whole tirade, man. You would be writing essays on essays. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> the pot, calling the kettle black. I got you. I got you. These are Olympic he-man people who are mm-hmm. just like, they got four pairs of glasses on. They're pushing all of them up. And they're like, I have magnifying glasses on each of them. to see the color paint, because I'm about to color match it. I'm about to go okay. to the TV. I got my Apple Pen. I'm about to color match it, bring it down. I feel like that's those are the people who like, you've had experience with. Okay, okay. So you know what? I I'll respect that. I'll respect that. Cause you just reminded me this year is the 30th anniversary of Street Sharks. It is. And so we put a post a couple weeks ago about I wonder if Mattel is going to remember uh, it's Street Sharks' 30th anniversary. Because since uh, I was at San Diego Comic-Con, Mattel has said nothing about the Street Sharks. And the only thing that they said was like, hey, we put out a poll. What toy line would you want to see come back? And the number one and number two were Street Sharks and Mighty Max. But there has been absolutely no discussion about the tool, about the new toy line for Street Sharks. Or, weren't there discussions about a movie Ah, uh, not so yes and no could you imagine they took all that information all that data and you're just like well they forget about us and our street sharks and next thing you know like one day it's just like you know it just says Patel on YouTube you're like I need to click on this no description You just click on it and boom you just see like street sharks like coming out from the shadow you're Just like don't tell me you, you wouldn't like so you call out you can call out of work and watch it on repeat. Oh dude, I, if Street Sharks came out with a movie, I would totally call in sick to work and go watch it day one. I don't even care. I'm going to watch the trailer. Oh, no, I I'd, I'd skip work to go watch Street Sharks. I don't I I'm pretty sure my my boss's uh husband listens to this podcast. Uh Chris, I'm calling out sick to work. I am going to be going to the movies. You can tell your wife <laughs> and uh, he's watching Street Sharks. Um but so I was going to say in regards to the toy line on that post, we got a DM from a toy from a toy company that like one of the third party yeah. toy companies. I don't know how legit this information is, but they are coming out with a 30th anniversary line of Street Sharks. Like figures. Figures. And there oh, were cool. there were eight spots on their website reserved for figures. So I'm thinking we have the four heroes, even if we have Ben's, which is like the science helper, and then we have Dr. Paranoid Slash and Slobster, there's your eight. Mm. So I'm, I'm excited. I'll be interested to see what they're gonna do. I'm gonna wait to see if I'm gonna pick them up, but we both know I'm lying on that. I'm definitely picking them up. You're definitely picking them up. Yeah, whether they will be display pieces or you know pieces that for like my kids in the future, will determine. But like I'm gonna pick them up because it's a piece of Street Sharks history, and that's who I am. And now I'm realizing this is the exact thing I was saying about Motu, and I was having a problem with. So, pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> I got y'all, y'all. Don't don't ever say that. Dude, I, you, you totally called me out on that. Good job. <laughs> but yeah. So, I'm excited. 30th anniversary of Street Sharks. Something's going to happen. There were hints about a movie, but... I do remember there was hints about a movie. Like, I don't follow Street Sharks, but I remember you were hyped about it. Like, Let me yeah. go check online. Dude, it was Lee Toker, who is the voice of Ripster, like the main yeah. Street Shark, that was like hinting at this. I have also, like, and. Fiction wrote an entire Street Sharks trilogy there was a lot of that I've heard yeah I've heard so, a lot of people writing uh, how the movie should be made and stuff like that like I went down a rabbit hole on Twitter like,
1: so I'm I'm like Street Sharks say, isn't
0: that big or whatever I went down I'm like yo so here, here's what I'm saying Mattel Joe Galliani. if you need somebody to come consult on the Street Sharks movie I am your guy he's your I guy. will do it he's definitely your guy for free say less just, just give me a street shark fin or something. I don't know. I, I don't even need anything. Just let me be there. <laughs> I'll do it for. I, I will pay you. <laughs> okay, let's let's move on to video games because there there are a few video games this year. It doesn't really seem like a big year for nostalgic video games, no. but there are definitely some things that, like you know, I played as childhood. I'm pretty sure you played in childhood. Yeah, that they're they're getting more additions to their franchise. Mm. First up being Tekken 8. I played a little bit of Tekken, but I'm not a big Tekken person. Um, I was always more Mortal Kombat. Yeah, same. But King, like, you know, the one with the jaguar head? Oh, that yeah. was always my favorite character. Now you can play as a bear. Ooh, I forgot there was a bear. Mm. Yeah, so I'm excited to see what Tekken 8 is going to bring to the franchise. Um, whether or not I'll play it, I don't know. I'll probably play it the same way I played Tekken as a kid at a friend's house. Yeah, I think nowadays we can have Let's say you buy the game and you're playing it on Steam. You can just send me a request. and I don't need to play the game. I don't need to have the game. I can just play it with you. So I am, uh, I am pretty much a physical game purist. No, I I just I don't know. It's it's something about like popping it in the console. I absolutely love. Yeah. That I don't buy a lot of games, even on like the Switch's eStore. I just it's a lot of the games on the eStore aren't great. No. And if they have been great, they got physical releases, so I play them there. Play and return it. Exactly. Uh second game coming up. I know this is the one that my students are super excited for. And I'm on the fence. The the concept sounds really good. The gameplay looks average at best. Is it the Justice League or the Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad the kills Justice the Justice League. I've heard mixed reactions. I've heard a lot of negative. Yeah. The whole premise sounds really cool. Like playing as a different characters looks great. Mm-hmm. I watched the gameplay, and the only thing I can think of, did you ever play Shrek 2 on the GameCube? No. That is what that game makes me think of. You can like you have your team, like you, Street Shark, Deadshot, Captain Boomerang, Harley Quinn. And you can choose which one you want to be and like rotate between them in an open world concept. It's the same way Shrek 2 was. You play a Shrek, Donkey, Puss in Boots, and the Wolf. And you mm. can rotate between them while doing your missions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just it. Like Lego, like the Legos. It's yeah. Really it, it, spot back and forth and for what the price is on that game, like $70 to $80 for the game, it it doesn't look like it's worth $70 to $80. You're, you're paying for a, a dark story because it is a dark story. Um, basically, the Justice League goes dark, and now you have to get rid of them. A lot of dark stuff happens in it, and it's very quippy. You get the Suicide Squad. You know. You slap Harley Quinn on there. You got to get someone dude, who wants it. It looks like a slightly upscaled version of uh, DC Universe Online. Yeah. You ever played DC Universe Online? Yeah. Dude, I love that game. It's a pretty good game. I, remember, I like maxed out my character. It was, it was fun. I didn't do that. I, dude, It was like a game. I played it in college, and I, I, I continued like like all the way through college. I played it for like a month. It was pretty cool, though yeah everyone else was playing League of Legends, and I was Mm-mm. playing d c universe flying around metropolis <laughs> but but I think it's gonna be i don't know it's very quippy there's a lot of things that need to be fixed in it. I'm hoping it's a decent game, but I think it'll be it's gonna be what you like. yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's I don't think it's it. gonna be great it's gonna be talked about for about a week. And then it's gonna fall off, and it's gonna be on clearance shelves. So after Suicide Squad, though, this is a game I'm, I actually am excited about: Mario vs. Donkey Kong. It's platformer style and like brings back like the old arcade trope. I think it has a uh, chance to be good. I think any Mario game is really good. Like I, th- I remember when Paper Mario came out. Like, this is dumb. But yep. pa- Paper Mario is is a huge success, mm-hmm. especially in Japan. Japan loves Paper Mario apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I don't know enough about Mario, Donkey Kong. I know they had beef in the past, you know. Do you ever play the old arcade game where Donkey yeah, yeah. Kong's on the barrels? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically, it's the fifth installment of that franchise. I think it'll be a good game. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good game. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be, you know, a bestseller for a week, and then it's going to go finally down. Yeah, I think it's it's also going to depend on what is their market price for that game. Mm. Like, if it's being sold at, like, the same price of Odyssey, Mario Kart Super Smash like that $60 price mark. It doesn't look like a $60 game. It looks more like Captain Toad, $40. I think it should be $40, but you're getting Donkey Kong's name on there and Mario. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have to pay that higher price for that name. That's that's my concern. Like, but I mean, even look at Sonic Frontiers. Like, that's Sonic. Sonic is a big name. That game was hot garbage. (laughs) Was it 60 bucks? It was sixty bucks. But also, Sonic hasn't had a good game since like a long time. I was at Best Buy yesterday. That game is now thirty five dollars. About a year old, maybe a little little older than mm-hmm. that. So I think Donkey Kong and uh, I think Mario vs. Donkey, Donkey Kong. It, it'll have the it'll have that high price mark at release, but it's going to come down. Yeah, hopefully, we'll see. But they're also releasing the Princess Peach game this year. I think people are looking forward to that. I think that there's a large target audience for that. I am not the target audience for that mm-hmm. game, so like I'm not going to say a lot about it, mainly because I don't want to be a jerk. People who do want to play the game, it's not one that I'm looking forward to playing. Um, I'll wait for more gameplay trailers to come out, yeah, and I'll decide if I want to play it. But as of right now, you know, I love playing as Peach in Super Smash, mm-hmm. but I the gameplay like that Detective Peach, that's not my style. Yeah, it's definitely going to be, a, I think it's going to be a good game. It's definitely going to have a certain audience that has been waiting for, well, waiting to play it as uh, the Pete's, right? Yeah. Pete. Mm-hmm. But it looks like, um, remember the old like clicker games, like the detective games? Yeah, like Fre- Freddy Fish. Yeah, that's what it kind of makes me think of. I mean, I liked those games as a kid. It's not what I'm going to go out of my way now to play. Yeah. But, I don't know, we'll see. Now, this is one that I know that a lot of gamers are excited for. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Yes. Uh, so this one, I played Final Fantasy VII on the PS4 when it came out. Great game. I didn't even plan on playing this. Like, I literally actually was like, hey, can I borrow this game? And I ended up playing it, had a great time. And I found out, like, once I beat it, no, I was at the last battle. Battle set off. I was like, yo, beat this dude. Like, he's hard, man. And it sent you all the way back to the beginning. And I'm like, oh, I can't do this. So Jamie's like, here, let me take a look. He's like, what are your shortcuts? And I'm like, what do you mean I'm going to cut you? I, can't, I don't have a shortcut. He was like, no, no, you can program buttons to use certain spells and magic. And I was like, <laughs> oh, word? I was like, I've been just like kind of doing like a slow freeze. Like, the game still moves, like, in slow motion. I would just scroll the menu and <laughs> click what I need. And he was like, you're a demon, dude. You should not be playing like this. So I was like, oh, I'm actually looking forward to this. I want to finish off the story. It's been, what, three, four years? Yeah, since COVID. Uh, since it came out. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So I've never played uh, Final Fantasy. or I played it, like, years ago back on, like, Super Nintendo and possibly GameCube. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't like super into like RPGs back then. Mm-hmm. I still more like JRPG. Like I like Pokemon style. stuff. Yeah. Like that's as much RPG as I get. Mitch wanted me to get into Xenoblade. And I like Xenoblade. Xenoblade's fun. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to get invested in a game that that's deep when I don't have that much time to invest into a game. Yeah, I feel like you can get lost deep late nights. It makes you know it's like 3 in the morning. You got to wake up in two hours. You got to get ready for work. Exactly. And that and it's like you you have those are games like the RPG franchises. Those are games where you need to invest like large blocks of time to like understand controls, understand the storyline, the lore, the background. We're like, you know what? Maybe I'll give Final Fantasy VII Rebirth like an actual like go. It'll be in my backlog in the summer. Which you know I'm gonna lie to myself like, yeah, I'll play it in the summer and then I'll forget about it. It'll be the school year again, but. And I'm not a Final Fantasy guy, either. Like, I'm not a big Final Fantasy. I like Final Fantasy Tactics, which is just like, you know, board game style, mm-hmm. um, growing up as a kid. Um, not a big fan of Final Fantasy. I don't really understand the story. But um, the story I actually understood a little bit, and I kind of like watched a video on how it all ties in. And mm-hmm. I think when I was watching the lore, this is the only part that kind of made sense to me. So I'm like, I'll just keep it short. Like, this is what I'm paying attention to. Yeah. Um so, the character yeah. designs are great. Like I yeah. think Sephiroth has one of the coolest designs. Yeah. Last video game though. Mm. Star Wars Outlaws. It's supposed to be like an open world Red Dead Redemption, like in outer space. Okay, okay. I was like I was like, wait a minute, I don't think I've seen this one. That sounds cool. It's, it's supposed to be like an end of the year. it might get pushed to 2025. I really like GTA. I love the premise of Red Dead Redemption. I found Red Dead Redemption to be slow. Like it just it took a while to get into it. Yeah. I'm hoping Star Wars Outlaws is a little quicker paced. I'll probably pick it up. Again, it'll be one that I'll wait for a sale to pick up. It's agreed. I always love playing the Star Wars games. Mm-hmm. I actually like the Star Wars games more than like the movies. Or Unleashed by Far, one of my top games. Yeah. And especially playing it on the Wii it was one of the games that, like, I felt really did well on the Wii. Yeah. While the graphics and like the engine on the Wii couldn't handle like some of the more intense battles, it was one of the games that made a really good use of the Nunchuck controller. Yeah. Because you could swing the Wii Remote and the Nunchuck around as if you were doing a lightsaber. Yeah. It's so, like it. It for me, like as a kid playing it, it felt like you were actually fighting people, and that's what made me love the Star Wars games. So I want to play this and hope that I get a lightsaber and force powers. If it's just running around as like a normal person, screw that. Like, (laughs) I don't want to do that. I don't want, like, who wants to be Lando Calrissian? Who wants to be Han Solo when you can be a Jedi or a Sith? Yeah, who wants to be that? You want to be Han Solo, don't you? I just want to own like a little cantina and be like, no droids. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to be like a, a capitalist in this area, you know. Wake up, quit my job, and I'm like, you know, what are you quitting your job for? I'm I'm opening a cantina on Hoth. I'm like, Wait, what? what? Yeah, we're serving blue, we're serving blue milk. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so I feel like there's some really good releases coming out. Honestly, it, looking at like the movies and the toys and the video games, there's nothing that seems like, oh my god, this is gonna be the thing of the year. No. I think, again, I think 9, nine to 5 Toys is going to be a huge release or a huge thing for collectors. I'm hoping it breaks through to mainstream because right now the only people I know talking about it are people within the nostalgia community. Yeah. But I'm really hoping that 9 to 5 like breaks into the mainstream because it is some of the coolest designs that I've seen. I think for me, it'd be really cool art. Line. Well, we'll see what happens as the year goes on. Yeah, we'll keep posting. Why don't we get into our 90s trivia? Watch Nickelodeon's Legends of the Hidden Temple and watch me make history. Don't you mean make up history? Watch the first game show that lets kids live out legendary adventures. Watch Legends of the Hidden Temple weekdays at 4:30 Central, only on Nick. Do you want to go first or do you want me to ask first? Uh, I'm going to have you ask first. Okay, so what were the names of the twins on the sitcom Sister, Sister? Was it Phoebe and Ursula? Mary Kate and Ashley, Tia and Tamara, or Piper and Phoebe. Mm, Piper and Phoebe sounds good. No, Tia and Tamara, man. Tia and Tamara, Maori, amazing. All right, I got one for you. Okay. Which of these characters is not a character played by comedian Mike Myers? Garth Alger. that bastard. Peter from Sprockets. Austin Powers. Garth. Right. Yeah. Garth is Danic Harvey. Exactly. I was expecting it to be like super difficult. And I'm like, wait, that first one is obviously not Mike Myers. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So which one of these was not an MP3 player? Microsoft Zune, Apple iPod, Dell DJ, and Sony Fly. I feel like I gave this one to you before. Did you? I think so, but I, I know it's the first The first two are. Yep. I don't think Sony... What was the third one? Dell DJ and Sony Fly are your last two. Dell DJ and Sony Fly. I'm going to go with... Uh, so... It's got to be Sony. You sure about that? Yeah, so you think Sony Fly was not an MP3 player? I I, I want to say Dell DJ is definitely not one. I want to say it's not, but I feel like I feel like I would recognize the name of Sony Fly, but it does sound like it would be something. Mm-hmm. Dell DJ doesn't sound like anything. Like mm-hmm. Dell DJ. So what's your answer? Let's go with Dell DJ. Oh, it was Sony. Sony fly is not an empty. I knew it. I, I should have stuck with my gut. Oh man. Which dude, I think you might've asked me this one before too. I um, did. We redid the basement and everything got <laughs> shuffled. So there's a large amount of cards that were just like, crap. Some of these were asked. Some of these weren't. Because remember, because each card has a front and a back. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I asked the Winona Rider question. Yeah, you did. So I think we reused the front and back of cards. Yeah, they got mixed, which is wild. It's like, yo, I asked you that one and I still really didn't remember. That's crazy. Dude, all I can think of with that card, though, is when Zach got the Microsoft Zune in school, it was like, this to be the next thing. Microsoft <laughs> is taking down Apple. Oh, where's Zoom now, buddy? All right, you know what? I, I'm going to save these. These are the ones I'm saving for next time. I'm like, I got that. Okay. Uh, this one is a two for one. In 1991, what former Cincinnati mayor debuted his new talk show? The offer featured guests brawling on stage while security had to separate them. Repeat that again. I'm pretty sure I know who it is, but I want you to say it again. In 1991, what former Cincinnati mayor debuted his new talk show that featured brawls where security had to pull them apart? Jerry Springer? Correct. And for the double or nothing question, Mm -hmm. what segment did every show end with? I wanna say paternity test, but I don't think that that's it. No, was it the the punk section? Nope. What was it? Jerry's final thought. Yeah. Where right. he would sit you down and have a conversation with you as the viewer of what you went over. That's right, that's right. I missed I missed the Jerry Springer show. That was a yeah. great show. I actually had um an aunt who was on it. Really? Yeah. Wh- which episode? Mm, I'll send it to you. Okay. I'll send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> No, a Jerry Springer was great. That was part of like the uh, the at home, like sick lineup. Like, Price yeah. is Right, Jerry Springer, Days of Our Lives. It's a great script that that was a great script. Yeah. Hey, okay, I got one more for you. We might have asked this. I don't think we did, though. Okay. What online retailer began in 1994 primarily as an online bookstore? Amazon. Correct. Did we do that one before? Or you just know Amazon just that well. I know that one. Yeah. Jeffrey Bezos, Jeffrey man. Jeffrey Bezos, man. Well, well, that concludes our first episode of Nostalgia Junkies for 2024. Man, many more to come. Yeah. Hopefully. You know, we got some fun stuff coming down the pipeline We have some good things coming up. I think 2024, it doesn't look like there's going to be a lot, you know. It's, it's, it's one of those sleeper years, I feel like. like. A lot of things can happen. We did have a huge blow up on our Instagram over Christmas break which is why we've taken a little longer getting back. We're trying to adjust to the new volume. We are closing in on 10,000 followers on Instagram, and we will be doing some sort of a giveaway on Instagram at 10,000. And you do not want to miss that. I'm excited. I've been Alex. And I'm Joe. Peace. That's all, folks. Thank you for listening to the Nostalgia Junkies podcast. Follow us on social media, subscribe to the podcast, and make sure to never miss an episode. Till the next episode.